Cecil Shorts III, one of my favorite players to talk with, one of my favorite former players to talk with. After you and I finished doing this little podcast, we got right cheer. We're going to do some TV. Cool. Texans 360. But how you been, man? Been really good. Yeah. Really good. You've got a big bandage on one of your knees. <laughs> what the heck happened, man? Uh, I was telling people in the hallway, I'm just getting old, man. The wear and tear from playing in the NFL kind of gets to you. Yeah. And uh, no matter what position you are, I, I, I can't imagine being a offensive lineman where you're hitting every single play or a linebacker. Yeah, you've seen Wade Smith's finger. Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared to shake his hand. <laughs> God bless him. He was in here last week. so yeah. Wade's a good guy. I like Wade. He was. You told uh, you, you were telling us a story the other night. Uh, basically, you had this one knee, and it's like an erector set was inside of there. And they went in to clean it up, and they found the a torn meniscus. God, so you're just rolling around on a torn meniscus. Yeah, no, no clue how, uh-huh. when. Um, I just thought it was just. And then, like I said, I had five knee surgeries on the same knee. That's the reason I retired. Yeah. Um, so it's been an ongoing battle since 2016, and I just kind of have dealt with the pain. So you know, pain is it's come and go. And then at one point, I'm like, I just can't take it anymore. Yeah. But it makes sense. You have something torn in there. <laughs> For sure. Isn't it weird how at both times the human body is one of the most resilient and indestructible things, but yeah. can also be one of the most sensitive things? You know, like yeah. the smallest little thing can set it off, you know, like a, a bacteria or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, this is your medical minute brought to you by – anyhow. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the draft. It's coming up. We're a week away. Cecil Shorts, if you are the GM of the Texans Ooh. and – the Texans are on the clock at 23, and there's the tackle you want there, mm-hmm. and there's the cornerback you want there. Because it could happen. It, it, it very it well could. It totally could happen if a lot of these quarterbacks go early. Yeah. What are you going with? What's your gut tell you? And I'm hoping all, a lot of quarterbacks go early. That helps mm-hmm. the Texans. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you are hoping for as many quarter, quarterbacks go early as possible. Um, uh, For me, I, I look at it this way, uh, and it's weird because the schedule came out, right? So mm-hmm. I know in the first seven weeks we have – some unbelievable quarterbacks that the Texans are going to face, but I'm still going to tackle. Yeah. If if my tackle is there, I want to protect my franchise. I want to protect my, uh, like I said uh, the other day on the radio with you guys, I think he's an MVP caliber guy. Right. Um, so I, I need to get that protection, get that line straightened up, and uh, just find a way to protect him, protect protect that money, protect the, the prize. Sure. Um, and if you can do that, man, you're, you're putting yourself in a, in a very good position. you got a young quarterback and a young left tackle. Um, and you're putting yourself in a really good position. We're going to get back to the draft in a second, but how much uh, how much does Will Fuller's health and Kiki Kuti's health factor into protection and not getting sacked for Deshaun Watson? So Deshaun will not have to wait to get anybody, to wait for somebody to get open that he's not familiar with, Yeah. Um, especially this time of year. This is the time of year when Deshaun is healthy, Will Fuller's almost healthy, Kiki, DeAndre. This is the time of year where you get the timing down. So nowadays is where they'll probably once a week get together and throw. And as time as things pick up, they'll go twice a week, three times a week, and you get that timing down. So now in, in the game, when they call certain plays, you know where Will's going to be at. You know where Hopkins is going to be at. You know where Kiki is going to be at. So it's no waiting. Right. It's, it's all timing. So you step back, you drop back, you look the safety off, and you put the ball where it's supposed to be, and that that helps your lineman out. <laughs> that helps him not getting hit. That helps your your, your running game out. It, it helps. It helps everything. So. Um, that's just huge. Yeah. I got to give you credit because last year in the summer, you were saying, I mean, you're out front about it. You're like, Will Fuller is going to be a star. He's oh, going to have a huge it, season. Man. He is. He was, it. he was on his way. He was going to have about 1,200 yards if he kept up what he was doing. And then yeah. the, knee injury, the knee injury happened. I mean, 
when did you see it? Was it immediate? Was it in college? What what tipped you off or set you off about Will Fuller? 2015 when he came here. Yeah. He was drafted, and I, I knew of him. I always followed his draft. Um, I, I love what John Harris does here. But I always followed the, followed the draft and followed the top receivers and the top guys, and then I, I like to go – Try to, I try to go in depth and find like little gems here and there. I'm kind of a draft freak. Me and my dad go back and forth. But um, when he came here, I, I watched him closely. And I was with him in 2015 on, on that roster. and I'm sorry, 2016 on the preseason roster I was right. with him. Um, and you can just see the potential oozing from him. Of course, he was fast. He can run any go route, post route. What impressed me, number one, he was able to get off the line of scrimmage. And as a receiver in the NFL, you win your routes at the line of scrimmage and the top of the route. So I'm like, okay, he's a he's a smaller guy. So I'm wondering, can he get off the line of scrimmage? Oh, he was incredible. You're not going to jam at the line of scrimmage. So I'm like, well, that's that's one great thing he has already. Um, his rookie year, he made plays in the punt return game. I'm like, well, he's he's exceptional there. So now it's just about developing his route running mm-hmm. and that and 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 developing his hands. He's a little inconsistent at times his rookie year, um, but he was willing to work. So after I saw that, and then when I ended up getting cut, and I'm looking back and, and watching the year go on, I'm like, this kid got it. This kid has it. All he has to do is um, continue to get better, and then he'll be he'll be a star. And plus, the, all the attention will not be on him. It'll be on DeAndre Hopkins because how good DeAndre is. So all he has to do is beat one-on-one coverage against a number two defensive back, a number three defensive back. And with him being a first-round guy <laughs> and the capabilities that he has, I just I just saw it. Yeah. It's really interesting because the night he got drafted, he was not in Chicago at the draft, mm-hmm. and we were there, we're covering it, all that stuff. Normally, we, you know, we mic the oh, player. So, up. so you guys go to the draft? Yeah, a few oh, that's of us pretty go. cool. Yeah, that's pretty you cool. Know, and it's it is. It's a lot of fun. You, and when the guys there, you get a really cool opportunity to be up front, talk with them, find out a little bit more about him. He wasn't there that day though. He was, I think, at his home in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of scrambling, and we wanted to talk to somebody about him. And Brian Kelly, as head coach, was there because I think you know they had a tackle drafted in the top ten, and there was probably some other players. So he was doing uh, TV with one of the networks. So we got in touch with Kelly's people, drove across, you know, about ten minutes across town to Chicago to where he was staying, mm-hmm. and we get a, got a one on one with him. And everything he said that night has come true. And when he was saying it, I I was a little skeptical because he was he was saying, "Listen, Will Fuller is a deep threat. He can go." And, and get the football and score touchdowns. That's not just what he is, though. He's not just a guy who catches touchdowns. He's a complete receiver, and he's he's going to change the way defenses react to this offense, and he's going to change your offense. He's going to open things up. And I was like, well, you know, okay, he's he coached the guy. He wants to talk him up. He, he's saying nice things. Yeah. Everything <laughs> Kelly said that night was true because look at what he did last season in those those games that he actually came out and played. I mean, he was, he was running intermediate routes and, and – he was doing the toe drag stuff on the sidelines. Yep. It wasn't just yep. go straight on a on a you know run towards the end zone and yep. let it rip. I mean, he was doing it all. He he can. What impressed me is he's his intermediate route game has improved. So he has learned at the top of the route, like I mentioned before. You win routes in the, in the league at the line of scrimmage, off the release, and at the top of the route. So he's figured out how to gain separation at the top of the route. If it's a comeback, if it's an in route, if it's a curl. Um, and that comes off him making plays down the field with his speed. Yeah. So guys are so scared of him running a post, running a go route, they have to respect when he's running and taking off the line of scrimmage. They have to turn and start running. 
Um, so he's just done a great job with that, man. And that just comes with hard work. And then plus DeAndre Hopkins, he's he's grown as a leader mm-hmm. since I've been here in 2015 as well. So he's he's showing the guys the way. He's showing um, not only uh, – I think his biggest uh, his biggest thing, though, is, is showing by example. Mm-hmm. It's leading by example. He's one of the hardest working guys at practice. And he, he, he's going to continue to motivate the young guys. And when they see him, they ask questions, and, and, and DeAndre's a great leader. He was drafted in 13, Hopkins was. Yes. And I don't think it was until 2016 – that he still wasn't the youngest receiver in the room. So he was in 13, wow. but he was in 14, I think, as well. And I think in 15, when you and Nate Washington were here, yeah. there were still Nate, some other Nate was young old guys. As dirt. Yeah, I mean, Nate but, was 50 years old playing But you, were, you two were the outliers. I think it was DeAndre and a bunch of other young guys. He yeah. was still the youngest of them. I think it was until He was younger 60. than Jalen Strong. I think he and, was, wow. age-wise, yeah. Because you remember he came out early, but he was young for his yeah. grade, I believe, yeah. as well. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Which cornerbacks do you like the most of the the ones coming out in this draft? You got a favorite? Or two, or um, three. You know, uh, everybody will say greedy. I'm not. I'm not that sold. I think he's a good player. I think he's athletic. I'm just not that sold on on him. Um, to me, I like the guy from Temple, Rocky, Rocky Sin. Sin. Yeah, I think he's a, a physical guy. He could run. Um, I, I just love physical corners because me as a receiver, I didn't like a guy that was going to punch me, be physical with me at the line of scrimmage. Make me work harder at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Because that's something that's that's just it's just hard to do. So you go against a strong guy and he's physical and he has good technique. I just see that in rock. Um so I wouldn't mind him preferably coming here to the Texans. Yeah. Um but Gre- greedy is good. Um DeAndre Baker I think is a playmaker. Um I know people kinda doubted his speed coming from Georgia um at the combine. But he's a playmaker man. He he can play the game of football. And I love how he is in, in, in zone and in press coverage. And in here, you have to play both. You got to be uh, a, a zone, have great technique, but also you got to be a smart player because if you were with Jonathan Joseph or Kareem Jackson when he was here in the past, those guys were intelligent guys. That's why they were able to make plays. They understood what was going on on the offensive side of the ball, um, the, the down, the distance, their tendencies. And I think those couple guys have that. Plus it would be nice to have a third DeAndre on the team. You know, oh, wait. DeAndre yeah. Carter. And DeAndre Baker. That's nice. very true. I forgot about D.C. Carter. Yeah. It's like uh, when yeah. you were here, you, we never had enough Akeems. We had Akeem Dent, Akeem Hunt, Akeem. Was it Akeem Hunt? Or was it? Yeah, Akeem Hunt. Yeah, Akeem yep. Hunt. I think there was another Akeem. There was a, Hunt was a running back, yeah. Yeah, anyhow. Um, hey, free agency-wise, Brian Gain talked a little bit about it today. With the loss of Andre Howe, he said, we're going to look to the depth that's currently on the roster. We're going to probably look in the draft. And if we're still looking, we might – delve into free agency afterwards. Just a few safeties that are still out there, one of whom you played against twice a year when you were with Jacksonville. He was here, Glover Quinn. Ah. Left in 13 for the Lions, and and he was lights out with the Lions. He's got like 20-some career interceptions, yeah. which would Pro be, Bowl, he, he'd be the, say, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He'd be the franchise leader if, if those interceptions had stayed here. But he's on the street, so to speak, and I think he still wants to play. He'd be. A, what do you remember about Glover Quinn? Uh, smart player. Uh, very active in the in the back end. I remember him and Jonathan Joseph communicating often, and I used to be like, I saw the Jonathan Joseph like, what are y'all talking about? Some of the stuff like, <laughs> what what's going on back there? Like, why are you talking so much? Um, but they did a, uh, and then Jonathan Joseph raves about him. Honestly, he he to this day um, always wonders why the um, you know we didn't sign the Texans didn't sign him back. Yeah, it's the Ed um, Reed offseason that Ted that, Reed yep, came here. So yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So you know that's just, that's the business side of things, but. 
to me, I think he'll be a good addition um, depth-wise because yeah. that, that's what you need. You need depth. I think you – honestly, I'm very confident in, in the more I hear Gibson talk, the more I like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want somebody back there that's confident. Him and Reed together I think can do some really good things. Um, but to add depth with, with Quinn, who's been a Pro Bowl guy, who, who can under, come in and understand his role and then help the younger guys like Mike Tyson and other guys come along, I think it would be good. Okay, what are you doing these days? Besides the knee thing, what are you up to? Um, wow. <laughs> so besides taking care of my seven kids. <laughs> yes, which I want to hear about. You, know? you get seven you had four seven children kids, and yeah. then this early this fall, your yeah. your wife yep. had triplets. Yes, so she, girls. she wanted one more kid. And I'm like, babe, why? You can you can handle two, I can handle two. It's like a zone defense. Right. You got two, I got two. Yeah. But you know, wives always win. So um we end up uh, getting pregnant, which was outstanding, and then we end up find they found they told us that it was twins at first. So when we told us twins, I'm like, okay, we can handle twins. If they get up at night, you can feed one, I can feed one, and we can, we can attack it that way. And then we go back two or three weeks later, and they say it's triplets. I'm like, wait a second, this is not <laughs> supposed to happen. I'm like, please check her stomach, check everything, make sure there's no more kids hiding in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that that's a busy schedule with that. Um, but I do a lot of training now, so I actually train a couple guys. Uh, high school kids um, that are receivers that I, I enjoy kind of keeps me in the game. Pure football stuff, or are you doing like weights with them? Or? No, I'm I'm pure pure football stuff. Uh-huh. So any like uh, position specific uh, drills, especially receivers, receivers, tight ends, running backs. I, I love doing, but I also do like DBs and mm-hmm. and linebackers and et cetera. Um, so I've been doing that. I, do, I work at my church, so I'm one of the youth leaders at my church um, every Sunday. So that has me busy throughout the week. Uh, communicating with them, just trying to motivate them, help them. You know, it's just tough in your teen years to try to figure things out. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just here yeah. to be a, a ear, a it's listening important. ear. Yeah, that's important. That's cool. I'm glad you're doing it because I, we we all know all the stuff you're doing on the radio, and the TV. Yes, and yes, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. I would love to uh, uh, dig into that more. And uh, like I think I mentioned on the radio the other day, I, I want to be into uh, coaching eventually. Yep. Um, my dad was a coach. My grandfather was a coach. My uncle was a coach. So. It's kind of in my blood to, to be a, a coach, and plus I heard they pay well here if you're a head coach at, at a high school in, in Texas. Yes, sir. <laughs> you're in the right spot for that. Okay. But, but one more thing real quick. No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. got a football camp coming up. Whoa, what's the deal? When? Um, It's a free kids camp. Free. That's June 15th June at 15th. Butler Stadium in Houston. Butler? Yeah. Okay. What's so, the name of it? The name of the what? The camp. Oh, Caesar Shorts the third football camp. Okay. Who all is going to be there? Oh, man, we're going to have some former Texans there. Mm-hmm. Um, my man Toro's actually coming, too. Nice. Um, we're going to have a couple. We're working on a couple current current players, so you never know who might show up. might be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he knows a thing about He knows a thing, too, ball. about catching the ball. So it'll be fun. This is a, this is a fun kids camp, ages 7 through 13. And if anybody wants to know more about it, uh, we'll start promoting it next week. And you can go to cs3football.com. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. All right, let's wrap this up. We're going to do uh, lightning round. Oh. We're going to ping-pong around about just various subjects, okay? All right, here we go. Water slides or brownies? Brownies. I'm scared of water I can't swim. Who was the toughest player you ever played with? Could be high school, could be junior high, could be pros. Toughest. The toughest? Yes. Uh, ben Jones. Is that right? Ben Jones. How come? Just walked through a lot of injuries. Yeah. And then uh, just the type of stuff he would go through on a, in, the, in the trenches and 
I mean, he. I don't think he missed a game when he when I was here. Nope. He was just a, just a tough guy. He ate a lot of bugs, which is kind of weird. But um, went barefoot a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in places you probably shouldn't go barefoot. Yes, yes. But he just this this is a tough guy, man, and, and and just loved the game. So Ben Jones. Yeah, he played three different spots here, right guard, center, and left guard. He was he was really uh, versatile. That's why he got. That's why he got paid in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> miss Ben Jones. Uh, favorite favorite drink of any type. Of any type. Yeah. Um, you know, it might sound weird. I like Gatorade. Gatorade, what flavor? Uh, it's uh, I never know the flavor. It's a very, very dark blue, almost purple. Mm, okay. Most famous person you've ever met? Dr. J, Julius Irvin. Where? At a Atlanta Hawks versus Los Angeles Lakers game in 2013. Did you get to talk much with him? I was terrified. I was terrified. So he was sitting. We actually had some. We were second row seats, and he was sitting in the first row. And I tapped my wife like, "Do you know who that is?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "Do you know who Dr. J is? Are you kidding me? It's my dad's favorite player." So she actually tapped him on the shoulder, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He turned and we we chatted for a little bit, <laughs> but I was nervous. <laughs> I think right now he's underappreciated. I don't think people realize they don't know how great he was. Yeah, I, I yeah. played a video game when I was a little kid called. Dr. J versus Larry Bird. It was on like a regular oh. computer. It's still one of the most fun video games. It was just simple, but it was a good time. Uh, most famous person you want to meet uh, that have not met? Probably Denzel Washington. How come? I just appreciate his, his role. He can play anything, and I believe it. He can be anything. I mean, he can be a football coach. He can be a mass murderer. He can be a he can be a nun. I I just <laughs> I just love how he, I just love his work. His son is really good too. His son is awesome. Played in the league for a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Isn't that wild? That was pretty cool. Yeah, but his son's pretty good. I like him. Player who talked the most trash in the NFL that you either played with or against. Oh my gosh, uh, Pac Man Jones. Really? Oh, he talks so much. Oh, and Akeem Talib. And it's funny because Talib talks in third person. <laughs> To leave, so he gonna lock you down. To leave this, I'm like, boy, what did you? What? <laughs> he was a little crazy. Good player, good player. How much did you talk? Um, I didn't talk much unless you unless you made me mad. And then, if you, I don't like when DBs celebrate after they didn't do anything. So if it's an overthrown pass and they waving their hands like right, completion, right. you didn't do anything. Like you, you didn't do nothing. Have you seen that Twitter video somebody put out a couple months oh, ago? Oh, I love it. Yeah, that kid's pretty funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do a good job. <laughs> that's gold. That's gold. Yeah, that's pretty good. Favorite restaurant in Houston? Steak 48. Love it. What do you get? you have a go-to? Uh, Probably go with the 8-ounce filet. And then with the sides, we go cream, corn. My wife likes uh, spinach, I think it is. But they had this bread pudding... Um. Oh, what was it? It was a bread for dessert. It was just bread pudding. Oh, I can't think what of the uh, no red velvet bread pudding. I'm sorry, mm. red velvet bread pudding. Oh, and it's seasonal. Oh my gosh, seasonal. See, I hate that seasonal stuff, man. Let Changed it, my life. If it's that good, do it year round. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, stay forty is a good place. You're a good guy, Cecil. Thanks so much for coming on. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Yes, I'm please. certainly gonna have you back on the TV show because you're one of our favorites. So, oh, well, thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. Best of luck with uh, the recuperating knee. Bigger thing, best of luck with all those children, man. That's uh, that's exciting. (laughs) I've seen the videos of your your other three, your other four feeding the the triplets. It's really cute stuff. So thank you. And we're looking forward to the camp on June fifteenth at Butler Stadium. CS3.com. CS3football.com. CS3football.com. Excuse me. CS3football.com. Check that out, friends.